temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to our number two of the broadcast. Let's begin by catching up on the text line. How about this one? Can you do a favor to the local public? Invite local politicians who run for office and let them be drilled by callers and texts by asking questions. Great idea. By the way, tomorrow, you will hear a candidate for Charlotte City Council on this broadcast. Had the opportunity to meet him on Saturday. And I, again, offer this disclaimer I'm not here to endorse candidates, but I have to tell you that the conversation I had was extraordinary. And I really believe this is a potential rising star within the Republican Party. Not going to say more. You will meet him tomorrow in this time slot on this broadcast. Just putting this out there. How do these teachers get away with this pedophile grooming? This texter would like to know. Vince, we need to talk about Tennessee House Bill 233. It's two pages. It gets rid of age requirements for marriage. I thought Tennessee was Republican controlled. I'm not sure what the reasoning is. I heard about that the other day. It's kind of weird. But it would be really interesting to learn what the real motivation is behind this. Forcing this gay and transgender stuff down people's throats will only harden their hearts even further toward the gay and transgender lifestyle. Just like the whole everything is racist narrative, trying to force white people to like me as a black man will probably make them dislike me even more. You're so wise. (laughs) Vince, by liberal standards, I guess the Netflix higher-up should all be getting huge salary raises, right? Yeah, that's re-reward people for screwing up. That's how it works. Yeah. What else do we have here? Kind of funny. We noticed last time we walked through Walmart, TV prices in most cases are dropping lower and lower. I guess it's because people are tuning out. The shows now are awful. The commercials even worse. All they do, even on a program like Chicago Fire, is push woke agendas, transgender, gay, promiscuity. It's not surprising. You know, the agenda that's driven so many of these, it's just, it's, it gets kind of old after a while, doesn't it? With Netflix and Disney, it sounds like the failed reboot of Murphy Brown on CBS. The show is constantly joking about Donald Trump and the Trump administration. Viewers weren't having it. 
it failed after just a few episodes. Vince, I'm concerned, though. Some of the videos we're seeing and some of what we're hearing from mainstream media outlets is false. It's scripted. They're trying to make it sound like they're objective. They're trying to regain some confidence before the midterms. Good luck. Good luck. Because I don't think it's going to succeed. Many of these media companies have jumped the shark. And it's really all downhill from here. That's my perspective anyway. Where do we go next? I want to touch on what is going on with Twitter. (laughs) This story gets more amusing every day. Business Insider reporting Elon Musk wants to make significant improvements to Twitter if he's able to buy it. Business Insider actually talks about four changes we can expect to see. You already know about his $43 billion offer. Are you ready for this? Number one, loosening content moderation. Musk has repeatedly referred to Twitter as the de facto public town square of the modern era, the digital equivalent of a public forum. To that end, he's been critical of Twitter's decision to permanently ban former President Donald Trump from the site following the so-called insurrection, the U.S. Capitol building. A lot of people are going to be super unhappy with West Coast high tech as the de facto arbiter of free speech. That's what he tweeted in response to the Christian conservative satire publication Babylon B after it shared a satirical news article titled Evil Fascist Dictators Censored and Voted Out of Office. Based on Musk's tweets, it sounds like he'll push for looser moderation at Twitter. Hmm. Algorithm changes. Another point Musk has raised in the past involves Twitter's role in shaping society. He polled his followers on whether they think Twitter's algorithm should be open source, a term for software that's distributed freely and able to be manipulated openly by many different contributors. It may sound technical, but it's tied to his feelings on free speech. I'm worried about de facto bias and the Twitter algorithm having a major effect on public discourse. Saying to one follower, how do we know what's really happening? Three, removing spam bots. Some of Musk's anticipated proposals speak more to his personal use of Twitter than anything else. For example, he's previously stated he wants to get rid of crypto spam bots, spam accounts, promoting what appear to be crypto-based scams. Some of those use Musk's Twitter likeness. He's called the spam problem the single most annoying problem with using the service. Publicly pleading with Twitter to do something about the issue. How long must this go on? Isn't this interesting that they've got these spam bots going on and they don't seem to be able to stop this, but they sure can stop Babylon B from making a joke. A simple joke. They're still banned, by the way, because of that tweet where they referred to a transgender person as man of the year. He also wants to add an edit button. Twitter users have been asking for this for years. 
See, they've got this on Facebook. Uh, it took me the longest to figure out how that this was actually there. I remember, see, I'm a stickler for spelling, for instance. If I misspell something, I want to know about it so I can correct it so I don't look like I can't spell. And I do this for others, too. I don't call them out. I'll send them a private message. Hey, uh, you might want to take a look at your post. Most people appreciate that. There are some who are annoyed. But the point being... If you put something out there on Twitter, you can't edit it. You have to delete it and do it over. How difficult is it just to put an edit button there? By the way, Elon Musk's 80 million-plus followers overwhelmingly support adding this function. Now, Twitter claims they've been working on this to try to bring about this kind of functionality for some time. They just haven't accomplished it yet. So there you go. And I love this. This is so funny. Twitter employees reportedly tired of the ongoing circus. As Tesla CEO Elon Musk allegedly attempts a buyout of the platform, many questioning whether the move is one of Musk's attempts to manipulate the market in his favor. According to the survey, are you ready for this? 78% of the Twitter employees surveyed believe Musk doesn't have the best interests of Twitter and its shareholders in mind. You know, if you're concerned about that, why don't you look at your own freaking board? Those are the people you ought to be concerned about. It's not the one on the outside who is screwing up your company. It's the people on the inside. And, by the way, why don't you take a look at the mirror? Because you're probably one of the reasons why. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. I'm sure most of you know by now, the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Board of Education voted 7-2 to two to terminate Ernest Winston's contract. It's a story that was brought to you first 
here on News Talk 1110 WBT. And, you know, it's been pretty interesting to see how the story has unfolded, not just this one time, but really to see the pattern of how this particular district has gone through superintendents. Brett Jensen discussing that with us. He's the one who broke this story the other day. Seven to two votes. One board member saying we've not arrived here easily when Ernest Winston cares deeply for CMS. The board said their decision came following what they call serious mishaps during Winston's time as superintendent. This during an emergency meeting. Now get a load of this. This is one of the reasons why he did not quit. The board said the firing is for convenience, which means Winston will be paid more than $576,000 over two years. Boy, isn't that a great deal? Hugh Hadabaugh is the interim superintendent of CMS. The board also named current Chief Compliance Officer Scott McCauley as acting superintendent until Hadabaugh begins on April 25th. This district has seen four superintendents since 2014. Winston named superintendent August 2019 with a three-year contract after the suspension and resignation of the previous superintendent, Dr. Clayton Wilcox. In February 2021, CMS School Board approved a new contract for Winston that raised a salary 3% from $280,288.4 and also extending his term through 2025. He's been with the school system for 18 years, starting in 2004 as an English teacher, moving into the administration after two years in the classroom. Joe Bruno of WSOC pointing out since 2012, Charlotte's had five superintendents, five city managers, seven mayors. <laughs> uh, just something to consider. Dan Barry posting on social media, CMS runs through superintendents like the USC Gamecocks ran through football coaches in the 80s. Ouch. Pretty brutal, don't you think? let's talk about what is happening south of the border this one I'm still scratching my head about in fact I reached out to someone in government I don't need to name this person to ask what the heck is going on and this person really took issue with how this story is being characterized because this government person does not believe this is an accurate characterization of the story. Nonetheless, WSOC reporting David Tepper's company says it has sent a notice to terminate that Panthers project in Rock Hill. The company releasing a statement after pausing construction on the team's practice facility in Rock Hill, saying it sent notices to the city of Rock Hill to formally terminate its previous agreements. Now, this company 
GT Real Estate Holdings has invested more than $170 million into this development. The contract for the project was between the city of Rock Hill and GT Real Estate Holdings. Tepper Sports and Entertainment paused construction in early March, saying the city of Rock Hill failed to get the finances to pay for public infrastructure. On April 1st, the city of Rock Hill and York County Council said they supported starting construction again on this $225 million development, according to a new resolution. The city remains supportive of the project and especially recognizes restarting construction development of the project will benefit residents of the city, county, and the entire state of South Carolina. That's what's in the resolution. A GTRE spokesperson shared the following statement yesterday with Channel 9. On February 26, 2021, the city of Rock Hill became delinquent on their obligation to pay the public infrastructure. Despite our persistent efforts throughout 2021, the city of Rock Hill failed to issue the bonds or provide the funding for the public infrastructure for the project. On March 18, 2022, GTRE issued a default notice, and the city did not cure its default within the prescribed 30-day cure period. It's unfortunate that some recently, some recently decided to conduct a misguided, destructive public relations campaign to obscure their failures. We've sent notices to the city to formally terminate the previous agreements. Accordingly, we're prepared to sit down with the city and other interested parties to discuss the significant challenges ahead. So there you go. South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster saying he's disappointed to hear the news and released his statement to Channel 9. This announcement by the Panthers is a disappointment. We hoped there would be, they would be a part of South Carolina's record-breaking, booming economy. In 2021, we broke a decade's worth of records for job recruitment, investment, and expansion, announcing 18,000 new jobs and $5.6 billion in capital investment. Our state government's finances are in the strongest condition ever with the largest budget surpluses, the largest rainy day reserves, and the lowest debt in our history. South Carolina is winning. We intend to keep winning. The best is yet to come. Rock Hill putting out its own statement. City of Rock Hill joined state and county leaders, the greater community, in welcoming the Panthers to Rock Hill, sharing the excitement over Mr. Tepper's ideas of two states, one team. Over the past three years, city staff and local elected officials have invested countless hours Negotiating agreements, working to perform the city's part of the agreements to make this a successful development for both the Panthers and the Rock Hill community. We're disappointed with the current dispute and with the decision of the Panthers to halt the Rock Hill development, thus undermining the exhaustive efforts of the city of Rock Hill, state of South Carolina, York County, Rock Hill schools, key landowners, and the entire region. It was and remains our intention to continue negotiating in good faith while protecting the interests of our taxpayers. In fact, in the past few weeks, we've attempted to meet with the Panthers on numerous occasions to no avail. The city met all obligations required under the agreements. The city did not commit to provide unlimited city backstop, but instead agreed to use its best reasonable efforts to issue bonds to be repaid by the increase in the tax revenues generated from development of the site, protecting the city's taxpayers and the city's favorable financial position. There is more to this statement. Bottom line, 
they are taking issue with what Mr. Tepper and his company are saying. What do you think about this? Do you think this will have some resolution, or is this the end of the project? Back on the broadcast, we have this in reference to the deal. Looks like it's over between Rock Hill, York County, David Tepper's company. Tepper in South Carolina, on its face, it looks like for once a local state government's looking out for the taxpayers instead of handing corporate welfare to a billionaire. What are your thoughts on this? This person would like to know whether it's a possibility David Tepper pulls a George Shin on us. Basically, if neither the Carolinas get him what he wants, he'll take his ball and go to another state. (laughs) Yeah. You just never know what could happen here. I will just tell you the person that I talked to today basically said there's got to be more to the story that meets the eye. They were very much in defense of the state of South Carolina, local government as well, that nothing has been breached whatsoever that would justify the end of this relationship. I'm sure this isn't the end of the story. There's going to be more. Vince, the Panthers should have never left the training camp in Spartanburg. I hope our leaders in Spartanburg step up to get the training camp in Spartanburg. Remember, Talladega, Motor Speedway, Spartanburg lost that. Every time Spartanburg gets the chance to have something good, they pass on it. If the Panthers' training camp doesn't come to Spartanburg, I intend to vote against all current county leaders in office. Ooh. So we may have some competition developing here for another project. You know, it would be nice to see some responsibility, a little bit of commitment to the taxpayers. Right now in Henderson County, they're jamming neighborhoods, trailer parks into every nook and cranny possible. And the fact is, we're all saying the roadways can't handle the traffic. We realize these people don't care because it means greater tax revenues. And more in the cookie jar for them to grab. Surely, this would not be driven by self-interest for politicians? I'm stunned. Completely stunned. A couple of items I want to cover before we go. I guess this goes in the category of the Empire Strikes Back. Possibly. There's a possibility the Justice Department's going to appeal the mask ruling if the CDC says the mandate is still needed. Now, these folks either don't get it or they don't care. I'm still seeing the celebrations around. In fact, yesterday evening, I had the opportunity, had an old friend who was performing at the airport. It was so cool to see people without masks at the airport again. 
But there are folks who are not content with this. Joe Biden himself even said the people need to decide this, whether they're going to wear a mask or not. And of course, I don't know if his handlers approved of this. CBS is reporting the Justice Department is going to appeal a district judge's decision to end the national mask mandate on public transit only if the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says the mandate is still necessary. The DOJ adding it disagrees with the district court's decision. Of course they do. Now, let me tell you again what Judge Catherine Kimball Mazell said. The mandate exceeded the authority of U.S. health officials, period. So the TSA stopped enforcing this. This is not complicated, folks, and it doesn't matter what the health considerations are. At some point, maybe as early as tomorrow, I'm going to share with you probably one of the most ignorant pieces that I've read on this subject by people who clearly do not understand or even care to understand the law. It's an example of profound journalistic malpractice and just pure stupidity. Because the issue here is not health. The issue here is not science. The issue is the Constitution. Had a conversation with an airport employee yesterday who was quite surprised he had not heard. He heard from me that the mask mandate was gone. He's like, great, I didn't realize that. This came down yesterday. The airlines made the announcement yesterday as well. And one of the things that we talked about is the fact that, again, this is not about arguments about health and safety and those things. It's about process. If you have these concerns, there's a place to go, and that's Congress. That's where laws are made. And it frosted me every time I'd hear that announcement that this is law, that these masks are law. They are not law. These were basically decisions that were made that were beyond their constitutional authority. It's really that simple. So again, President Biden asked Tuesday if people should still wear masks on planes. Biden was wise enough to say that's up to them. One doctor, Dr. Celine Gounder, an infectious disease expert, editor-at-large for Kaiser Health, told CBS Mornings the CDC's extension was the appropriate and cautious approach, of course. We know this virus mutates. In fact, it's mutating very rapidly. We'll see more variants. We'll see other pandemics after COVID. So I do think the idea of stripping ourselves of an essential tool and toolbox is a really bad idea. Well, it's a stupid idea to do this the wrong way. Read the freaking Constitution. Read it. But maybe after reading it, probably still won't care. I was telling this friend, by the way, this not friend, but person I talked with, employee, airport employee. I said, these folks really need... To just watch Schoolhouse Rock, they might learn something. He laughed and said, you know, it's funny. We bought that DVD for our children to make sure they understood the Constitution. Cool conversation, just in passing with somebody about the masks. And uh, it's amazing how many of the American people understand this. Stay with us.
Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Wednesday. Time for us to take a look at the day in history. And Bernie is back with us. Welcome back to the broadcast. Bernie. Oh, thanks for having me again, Vince. I appreciate it. Well, let us begin with the first of six questions for you. The first modern detective story, The Murders in the Rue Morgue, was published. Who was the author of this first modern detective story? Mm. He I'm, I'm, has three names. Maybe that will help you. Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how my hints are helpful, isn't it? Oh, Vince. You get the best hints. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> 1910 is when this author passed away at the ripe age of 75 at the time. He's an American author and humorist. Hmm. His name is Samuel Langhorn Clemens. That's his official name. Mm -hmm. But he went by another name, a pen name. Oh, Do you know what it was? This might be too early. It's not Mark Twain, is it? You're absolutely right. Oh. It's Mark Twain. Wow, I'm we go. Quite, quite impressed. We go to question number three. And this man, I hope I pronounced his name correctly. Um, his name is Manfred von Richtenfen. Ooh. <laughs> okay. That's a name right there. It's quite a name. He was shot down on this day in 1918, but he had a nickname. Do you know what it was? Mm, I have no clue on this one, Vince. It is the Red Baron. Not sure if you'd heard of that before. I've Red heard of Baron. the Red Baron pizza, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Not sure if that's connected at all. <laughs> what are we going to do with you? 1995, this guy connected in connection with the Oklahoma City bombing. We had the Oklahoma City bombing in a question, I believe, yesterday. We Who did. was the culprit? Oh, um, the name is on the tip of my tongue, Vince. Um, why, don't, why don't you go ahead and give it to me? We'll skip that one and see if it comes to mind okay. a little bit later on. We next go to 1999, and I think you were around for this, but this is one of the uh, the early big school shooting incidents this one in colorado at a school there oh yeah 13 were killed do you know which one this was was this columbine that is absolutely columbine mm -hmm. that is the correct answer indeed and last but not least 2020 we were right in the midst of covid and you want to talk about a huge change in this business and I assume it still hasn't completely recovered. But one of the favorite things, especially for younger people to do for entertainment, was shut down. There were only 14 of these open due to COVID. What am I talking about? Um, would it be movie theaters? Movie theaters is absolutely correct. Awesome. 14 and 13 of those were drive-ins. Oof. That was this time in 2020, two years ago. I think a lot of people remember just the dark time that it was when mm -hmm. we took this huge leap into shutting so many things down. Yeah. Do you want to try 1995 again? Yes. Who was arrested in connection with OKC? Yes, it was Timothy McVeigh. 
Timothy McVeigh. You yes. didn't do this over Google, did you? No, I did not. No, it was on the tip of my tongue. I just could not I remember his last just name. Messing with you. I had a feeling it would come to you. That's why I decided to give you some time. And thank you, sir. And once again, Bernie comes through. <laughs> All right, in the category of crazy things to do. When I saw this story, I thought these people have absolutely lost their minds. But they're going to try this. I am. Oh, my goodness. Here's what we're talking about. We're talking about two cousins who happen to be pilots. And they are going to try something really daring this coming Sunday. All eyes are going to be in the skies above California. These two cousins will dare to accomplish a never-before-seen air stunt. Oh, my goodness. This one has a little child. Boy, I sure hope he knows what he's doing. Who are these guys? Luke Akins, Andy Farrington, longtime pilots, skydivers, and members of the Red Bull Air Force Aviation Crew will attempt the very first, you ready for this, Bernie? Plane swap. Oh, my gosh. They will fly their planes close together, put them into a nosedive, and then skydive into each other's aircraft before making a safe landing. <laughs> that sounds crazy, Vince. Aiken said in a statement he was inspired to do this stunt 22 years ago after seeing a photo in an aviation magazine, and he spent a long time preparing for this moment. He said, it's the pinnacle of my career. My goal is to inspire the world. Show that anything is possible. You can set your mind on something that at times seems wild, crazy, and unattainable. But through ambition and creativity, you can make it happen. By the way, do you want to watch this, Bernie? you think you're interested in watching? Oh, yeah. I would watch that. It's going to be live-streamed on Hulu Sunday at 7 p.m. There will be multiple parts between Akins, Farrington, and their team of engineers. The pairs will take off in their own Cessna 182 single-seat aircrafts and fly to an elevation of 14,000 feet. They will then pitch their planes into a synchronized nosedive, stop the engines, and use a custom air brake that will hold the planes in a controlled descent as they exit their own aircraft. Then they will freely skydive toward each other's planes, catch up to the aircrafts, enter the cockpit, disengage the air brake, restart the engines, take control of the airplanes, and land them. Mm. Well, good luck to him. Oh my goodness! I'll be. Uh, I'll keep him in my thoughts and prayers for that one. That's going to be. Amen to that. Yeah. Seven o'clock, seven o'clock on Sunday, on Hulu. So I'm going to make a note here to remember to check this out. That's all of our time. We're not doing any crazy stunts here. Thanks very much for joining us. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Take care. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of 
of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.